0: Hey ladies, it's Roots Week 21. Can you believe it? We are right here at the end. We only have one more week together. Um, This is actually a second attempt to record Week 21, so if you are hearing this and you tried to hear the first one, please try to hear this one. We had a technological difficulty um, a couple nights ago when I recorded it, so hopefully this one will be more audible and you can hear it a lot clearer. Um I trust that your Bibles are written all inside of Psalm 119 as mine is. It's amazing how it's been open to that passage for for so long on and off that it's pretty easy when I open my scripture for it to literally just fall open to Psalm 119 area and see all of the margin writing and the highlighting and um, the things that have stuck out to me throughout this journey with y'all. Thank you for taking this with me and with each other and. Your facilitators and diving in deeper to the scripture. Um, It's been almost 22 weeks. One week left, but tonight we are on Psalm 119, verses 161 through 168. And what an incredible passage! You know, this one as always, David is just talking about really how rich the scripture is to him. And I love that he relates it to a spoil being found you know, really after a war. I mean, that's kind of the terminology there. You know, a spoil or a plunder is what was the the reward. It's what was taken after you've fought a long battle and you kind of got a prize, so to speak. And he's saying that it's the scripture is as great as the the greatest plunder, the greatest spoil anybody could find. And I really believe that. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the access that we all have to the scripture in our country and in our homes that really isn't the case all over the world and how many Bibles and how much treasure I have just in my house alone. I mean, we probably have at least a dozen Bibles of different translations and different leather styles and hardback and um, you probably are similar. You've got a lot of scripture and that's not a bad thing at all. Um, but it is something to never take for granted. And I think, unfortunately, the more familiar we are with something, the more common we feel like it might be. And the scripture is far from common. And as I'm learning, it's far from available everywhere. And not everybody has the Bible the way we have it and in our language. And so I think as I've studied this with you, I, I love David's heart for how much he loves the scripture and uh, of course you know he didn't even have the new testament so we have the complete divine inspired word of god that should be to us greater than silver or gold psalm 19 9 through 10 you know says i i desire your scripture your judgments your law your words are meaning more to me you know than silver and gold than money is that true? I hope. I hope it is. Um, I really consider the scripture tangibly, but also as my greatest inheritance, my my greatest value. Um, And I I hope you do that as well. The other thing that I love here in this passage, really at the very end of the first verse, is how he describes standing in awe of God's word. And I think when, when we've come through the study I I hope you now realize more than you did when we began that the scripture is worth being in awe of it is not just a book to study full of information or um, you know things to obey but it is the breath of God it is alive Um, and I'm sure you've had times in your walk with the Lord where one verse you could have read 10 years ago And it comes back and somehow you find yourself in it again. Maybe it's Psalm 119. Maybe you've read, you know, bits and pieces of Psalm 119 and, you know, in your past. And maybe through this study, it has come to life again because it is an alive book. The Spirit of God who indwells us illuminates the Scripture to us. And the more we journey with the Lord, the more we ought to be standing in awe of His words and how personal they are and how alive they are, especially in our times of persecution. Obviously, David is extremely uh, familiar with persecution and pain. And, you know, I, I just really believe that literally in the midst of his persecution and pressure, his heart remained protected because he was in the Word of God. He was talking. To God, He was remembering the stories of God. Remember how even that word remember is used a lot in the Psalms. David is recalling to his mind as he's running for his life through the caves of En Gedi or as he's, you know, trying to escape Saul's plot to come after him or whatever his issues are. He's recalling to his mind God's faithfulness, God's promises, his word. And I I would encourage you to do that, too, in your times of tension and persecution and those feelings of, God, where are you? Um, Recall to your mind his word and what he's done. Um, The Bible really is our greatest spoil that we could ever find. And the more we love his law and stand in awe of it, y'all, the more peace we're going to know in our life. And I just wrote down last night in my journal, actually, at about 1 o'clock in the morning, that pain finds its refuge in prayer, and peace quickly results. When we are in pain, when we are in a season of persecution or disappointment or stretching or waiting, that can be refuged and resolved in our prayer. And when I go to a place of prayer, I just really want to pray back God's promises to him so I'm open in the scripture when I'm in those places of very fervent prayer and when that happens peace peace washes over me and protects me you know psalm 119 165 those who love your law have great peace and nothing causes them to stumble you might shake but nothing's ultimately going to cause you to stumble when your way is before him and in his word. What a promise. Um, I hope y'all dissect this tonight. I think the other thing I would look at together as a group is just the idea that your way is before him. He's not unaware of you. You're not invisible. Your future is not obscure to God. Your way, as it says in the very last verse there of 168, is entirely before him. And the greater you, you know that your way is before him, the more he will make his way clear before you. You see, when you realize that he holds your future that Jeremiah 29, 11 is true, that he has good plans for you and a future and a hope, and that's the way that he has for you, then the more you will trust that, and you will experience then his way for your life. You know, don't don't feel like you're invisible and in a corner and your decisions are isolated and you're alone and nobody sees you and your ways are hidden from God. They're not. He is very aware. And even as we talked about in week 20, you know, he looks upon our affliction intently, personally, to deliver us out of that. To make clear for us the path that he has in store. So be encouraged tonight. I love y'all. I've loved this study and look forward to our last week together um, here at the end of August. And we will touch base then.